Hodges puts up the three. Long go. Rebound box. Now head over in this direction. Gone to three. What's up? Welcome back to Camp's Corner. Today, joining me at guard currently for UMass Dartmouth. Recently, a couple weeks ago, I believe, just scored his 1,000th career point. So, help me in congratulating and welcoming J.C. Santos to the show, man. I appreciate you making the time to join me, man. And how's the season been treating you so far? Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thanks, Cam. Uh, season's been good so far, man. You know, last year of eligibility, uh, I was just trying to get through as best as I can with COVID and everything and us as a team. And we're doing pretty well to start. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely I've been keeping up with you guys a little bit. Um, but before we get into like basketball, this might be a stupid question for like people that like know you um, and stuff like that. But your name, your actual, your first name is Jaron. Where did the nickname uh, JC originate from? So everybody asks that because my last name is Santos. So, uh, but my mom, uh, my middle name is Christopher. So she just okay. put JC together, and then everybody stuck with it. So I only hear Jaron if I'm in trouble for for my mom, you know. So, yeah. So that name's uh, always just kind of stuck with you throughout your whole yeah, career just, in basketball. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. I've I rarely hear my government, but if I do, you know, it's it is what it is. Yeah, right, for sure. But um, I know you were featured on the Roadie Runback uh, about a year ago, uh, another podcast. Of course, I was on it a couple weeks ago. You know, great guy. Um, he's got a nice little setup going as well. Um, yeah. But have you had any like other like podcast experience? Have you ever been like featured on like a you know like a podcast episode or anything like that? Uh, I did. I did on a on a radio station. Uh, my dad's friend. Uh, there's a radio station down in Prov. Um, so when I, back when I was uh, assigned to uh, my, my previous school, they had me come in for an interview. That was pretty dope. Yeah. So that was, that was like one of your like only other experiences. How was that? Was it, was it cool? Be on a radio show? It was or cool. Like yeah. I went down to the, uh, I went down to the radio station. Uh, I got to see what it was like. Like they, they were playing the music and all the commercials. And then they brought me in and, and we spoke about my career and stuff like that. And then they brought me out, played more music and stuff. I hung around and then I just headed home. Yeah, that's dope, man. So you're originally from East Providence. Uh, explain to me what like youth sports were like for you growing up and like what kind of sports you involved yourself with at a young age. Um, yeah, so basketball was uh, from the jump. I started at four years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried football in middle school to just stay in shape and keep myself active. Uh, wasn't too good at it. I was like, I'm just gonna stick with basketball. And then uh, eighth grade, I did track. I did track uh, just to keep myself in shape again. I like track actually a lot. Um, I found myself more distance than speed. So that was cool. And then did boxing from ninth to 11th grade for two years. And that, honestly, I was in the best shape of my life when I was uh, doing boxing. And, and my dad still does it now. So I told him that when basketball is done and I hang it up, uh, I'm going to get back to boxing and just try to stay in shape for as long as I can. Yeah, for sure. So you, you thought like basketball, like you were like the best at basketball. So that's why you stuck with it uh, predominantly. Yeah. 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 Basketball was night and day. It was like, wake up, basketball, school, after school, basketball, go home, eat, after eat, basketball. It was just, it was, it was nature, you know, it was, it was secondhand nature. Yes, no doubt, man. And like, so you played for East Providence High School, like explain to me like the level of competition you would face, like, you know, year after year, and like how it made, how you made adjustments and improvements throughout the way, like over the years for your game. 
play yeah, with these. So, I mean, coming into high school as a uh, coming into EP as a freshman, I was like four eleven, bro. I was, I was tiny. I was a freshman. I started JV. Uh, that was a good experience. Coming from middle school to JV, the speed of the game changed. And then sophomore year, I played JV, swung varsity. Um, another good year for JV, uh, as well as preparing myself to see what full varsity was like. And then junior and senior year, uh, I was full varsity starting both years. Uh, my junior year, we had a rough year. I think we were like four and 12 or something like that. And then my senior year, we just totally flipped it and went 12 and four and went pretty far in the States and uh, ended up losing to LaSalle in the Elite Eight at Brown. So that was cool. Uh, I loved all my teammates there. I liked the high school there. I had a lot of friends, stuff like that. I still have friends from high school. So I like these Providence a lot. Yeah, so it was, it was definitely like good competition. You must have you must have grown a lot from freshman year to um, your junior senior seasons. I mean, going going from what you were four eleven, you said. Yeah, from four eleven. Yeah, my junior year of high school, I grew a lot. Uh, I think I was uh, like five. I think I was like five nine going into like my junior year, and then uh, up until now, I'm like six one now. So like wow, a little more. Yeah, big but big head adjustment. Really yeah. good, man. I yeah, mean, for the competition sure. Competition was really good. You had you had you had Hendrickan, who was always a tough team. You know they always obviously have good good talent. Always, you have LaSalle. You have Smith. Uh, Smithfield was pretty good back then. Classical had David Duke, obviously, and a bunch of other guys. Um, I think that was like a really really overall year uh, for Division One to have a lot of talent in like almost every single school. Yeah, for sure. So like what, so like, you know, coming like outside of high school, what other like AAU teams or like travel teams did you like involve yourself with to like kind of get your name like more recognized? Yeah, so I played for Expressions Elite, um, I think sixth grade all the way to ninth grade or eighth grade, I'm not sure. That was like my first time really getting out of Rhode Island and seeing what like the town was like outside of here, you know, mm-hmm. I went to the tryouts and I saw dudes that were just as good as me, if not better. And I was like, I got a lot of work to do, you know? Yeah. So definitely that was an eye opener. I uh, played a lot of people that I know from Connecticut and New York. And I see a lot of dudes in college now. Like, oh man, I used to play back in AAU. And then um, I left there and I played for Rhode Island Renegades, which turned into RI Elite now. Um, I played under Coach Ramel Moore. That was, that was probably the best AAU uh, seasons of my life. It was fun. We got to play a lot of high uh high caliber tournaments playing against a lot of good teams and uh just really try to prove myself against the other teams like expressions elite babc uh just a lot of like top tier aau programs over here in the northeast yeah definitely those programs definitely help you like boost your name get you out there more um but like with that experience with the high school experience like what would you say was like your one of your most like memorable moments like over the years playing with east providence and maybe like aau as well like something that still sticks with you uh, to this day um high school I'd say I'd say probably just playing against the South at Brown probably in the yeah. state game um even though we lost it was still crazy to play on that you know on that division one court in front of that crowd and we were up at half and we had a lot of energy and uh even though we let the game slip it was just a fun memorable moment that I'm always going to remember you know yeah no definitely that like a, that like arena sense like playing in a uh, college arena, like before you're even in uh, like college, like it kind of it prepares you and it's uh, it prepares you mentally, physically, like it's a great experience for sure. So like that was yeah. so your junior season, uh, you're going into your senior year, you went to a prep school and I believe you went to two prep schools, you said, right? Yeah. So ap- after my senior year at EP, um, I did a post-grad year mm-hmm. at a high school, uh, at a prep school called, uh, what was it called? It was called 
crew uh, crew academy. Um, mm-hmm. It was out of New Hampshire. It was it was like a first year school. It was uh, it was independent, so we could play whoever we wanted. So we played Brewster, we played Tilton, we played Putnam Science, like a, a lot of high high caliber prep school teams. Uh, halfway through there, I transferred second semester to uh, prep school in Pennsylvania, which at the time it was called NTSI, uh, National Top Sports Institute, but now it's called um, it's called Scotland Campus, and and they're like nationally ranked always in prep schools, and they just elevated every year since. So I got to get around a little bit um, in prep school. Yeah. Um, so what made you like decide you wanted to make that transfer over to like a different prep school after like your first semester? Um, so the first semester of uh, the coach, he didn't do that well recruiting as he said he was going to. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't really have a lot of bigs. I think our tallest guy was like 6'4 at the time. And when you play guys like Putnam Science and Brewster, they have obviously all Division One athletes, all Division One scholarship kids that are 6'9", 6'8", and uh, we just lost a lot of games. And even though I was doing good personally myself, you know, I, I like to win. Yeah. So I was like, let me see if I can get out of here, get to another program where I can still do my thing, but we're on a winning team. And uh, that's what I found out there in uh, at NTSI. Um, I played around a lot of people from all over, from Texas to Canada to, to Lithuania, Florida. I met a lot of dudes that I still have a good relationship with. And wow. we played a lot of tough teams, a lot, a lot of tough programs. Yeah, I know you've probably talked about this a lot. You've probably been asked this a lot. Um, but making that jump from high school to prep school, like what did you see as far as like the game? What did you see like was the biggest like change for you and the biggest adjustment you had to make to keep up with the pace of the game? Um, really just the speed. Like, you yeah. know, you get the ball. If, if you're big, it's the rebound and they kick it out to you. It's 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 fast paced game. Uh, and just really learning. Uh, I think scout uh, prep school is my first time really like scouting teams, watching film on other teams and learning who's their best player and who does what, and who's good at this. Now, you know what you're going into and you're not just playing a team that you hear about is good. And now, you know who their number one, two and three go to guys are. So, so that was a big change for me. And just the physicality of the game, you know, just playing against guys every day that are division two, division one players and you're just getting beat up all day in practice. Monday through Friday, just trying to figure out how to keep your body going throughout the whole year. Yeah, definitely. And that's probably yeah, similar that's to like the college experience too, like watching film, studying guys, studying teams. So that definitely prepared you for the college level. But as far as like, um, like outletting yourself and getting your name out there for like offers and stuff, did you feel like going prep, like kind of gave you like a, like a one up, like for these colleges to like give you offers and like kind of get your name out there as far as that? So coming out of prep school, I really had, no offers. Like I, I still, really? it was like a bunch of D3 schools that were interested in me back when I was home in high school. Um, mm-hmm. But it definitely gave me a year to mature, uh, that extra year to mature and, and, and get in the weight room and get more athletic and get my size and strength. That way, when I headed up to JUCO over at CCRI, I was, you know, I wasn't like a pipsqueak, you know, I was like, I had some, some man size to me. Yeah. So you started at CCRI, right? And then you went to Virginia State? Yep. So I did two years at CCRI, uh, and then I I ended up getting a full scholarship to Virginia State University for my junior year. Yeah. Yeah. So with CCRI, like going in, you know, your first year, who were some of the people uh, you played with? You know, made connections with CCRI, and like maybe like you still have connections with today. Like so, you know, yeah, something like uh, David Duke, like people like that, like you know, like high name guys that you've uh, played up against. Yeah. Uh, in prep school, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, at JUCO, uh, 
my freshman year, we had a guy named Josh Williams. He's from Atlanta, uh, incredible guard. Uh, I believe he's playing down south at like a really high division two right now. Um, real crafty, real strong. He and I are very cool. I also had a big from New York named Chris Garcia. He was six seven, uh, lefty. He plays, uh, he just graduated, he played D2 up in New York. So uh, again, like a lot of guys from a lot of different states, just learning about them and stuff like that, playing with them. And my sophomore year, had a more Rhode Island-based crew. Um, my sophomore year, we had the Ferguson twins from Coventry. Um, we had Peter Wilson from St. Ray's, um, a few guys from Mount Pleasant. Uh, so it, it was really just a strong, Rhode Island talent team uh, my sophomore year and we did extremely well that year and we're uh, like a top 10 team nationally so yeah that definitely yeah. a great experience for you your first year a couple of years going in I know you know some Rick guys too like having the chance to talk with uh, Keyshawn Jacobs he actually recommended that I reached out to you so shout out to him but um, explain to me uh, maybe some connections like you have outside of CCRI like I was just mentioning like uh, um, you know just players that you that players that have like kind of like helped you shape your game and to kind of like uh, prepare you for like higher level uh, college basketball? Yeah, so uh, during like my JUCO years and my prep school years uh, in the summer, I, I'd, I'd uh, go to St. Andrews Prep School over in Barrington. I'd get together with Cole Swider, who's over at, at Syracuse and Chris Heron, who, uh, who played at Boston College and Bryson Gooden, who's now at Providence College. You know, like a lot of those guys and David Duke also, obviously, who's playing for the Nets right now. We uh, all got together like every two or three days a week over there and just get some real serious runs for two hours, yeah. you know, and some guys yeah. like Ricky Lito would come down who uh, obviously playing overseas and Bonzi Colson who played for the Bucks is now overseas, a bunch of like really talented dudes. And I would just, I would just see every day, like how hard these guys go in every single game, how, how competitive they are and they're driving their motor. And it just, it just kept me wanting to just keep going try to get better every single day, you know, like sometimes I'd go in there and, I'd get, I'd get busted a little bit. So I'd be like, all right, I got to go back to the gym and really work on this, you know, and figure out what works and what doesn't. Cause if I can, if I can do some things right against these guys and obviously, you know, I'm doing something right. You know? Yeah. And I saw that video on Instagram, like one of the workout videos, like saw like Aaron Gray, um, Arius uh, Raspberry too, like players of that caliber, things like that. Um, do you like yeah. just outside of them, do you still keep in contact with some of these guys? Like some of these big name guys, like maybe like Ricky Lito and yeah, I mean, yeah. Ricky's very close to me and my dad, um, more my dad than me. But, you know, I, as a kid, I watched Ricky in prep school. Um, I'm very close with Cole Swider and Chris Heron. I've known them since elementary school, playing with them, AAU for the RI Hawks. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very cool with David Duke. Aaron Gray uh, is actually like one of my best friends. I work with him over the summer a lot. Uh, Arius is a, is, a, is a very good friend of mine. So it, it's it's not just basketball, you know, like even off the court, we'll go and get food or we'll go out, you know, just kick it for the night or for the weekend. Uh, it's not it's not just basketball. We have good relationships off the court as well. Yeah, for sure. Definitely that like not even just like playing with the team that you've, you know, decided to play with like CCRI and East Providence, like you make those connections outside of the teams that you were on. And like, that's like, that's what it's all about, you know, making those connections just to better yourself one better, you know, make new connections and things like that and better your game at the end of the day too. But so coming off of, yeah. so you, you spent two years at CCRI, right? Correct. Yeah. Two. Yep. So then your junior season, you, uh, you made the commitment to go to Virginia. Um, how many years did you play at uh, Virginia state? Played one year there, my junior year. Yep. So like, what were some of the experiences like uh, you had such as like traveling the competition, maybe even like opening the door for like more opportunities for you. That was that was an eye opener, you know, going to Virginia State, obviously being um, 
at a Division II level. And they had just won their conference the prior year, and they were ranked 11 in the country for Division II, uh, going to an all-Black school. Culturally, you know, as a Black man myself, that was an eye-opener. It was fun. Um, I'm still very close with that, that whole team roster that I was with. Um, that talent, that conference was very, very fast, very athletic, no slow games. Everything was fast paced. Everybody was good. Every guard that you played against had some craft to their game. Uh, it was like a real different, different type of style from uh, up here in, in the Northeast. And I loved it, to be honest. The weather was nice down there. It didn't get below like 40 all year. And the food's banging down there too. So yeah. if I can go there and get some down south food, I definitely would. Yeah. So like what were like um what were like the biggest like stages you played on? Like uh maybe like one of like the biggest arenas you played in, or like what was like one of like the coolest experiences you had there? I mean, our our home court, uh, I think was probably our biggest in our conference. And that probably is what sold me on me committing there. Mm. Um our, our arena holds, I think, about six thousand. So it was it's huge, it's like a big circular dome. Um, but, we, but when we played against Winston-Salem State, uh, which is a school down in uh, North Carolina, right outside of Charlotte, it's actually the same gym where LeBron and all those guys played when the NBA was in the lockout. It's the same gym. Wow. So I remember I remember getting off the bus and obviously the girls play before the guys normally in, in conference. Um, and, then, and there's like a line of like 100 people outside the gym. And I'm like, well, our, our game is not till seven. So what's going on? And we go in for the girls' game, and the girls' game is sold out. Like, they're trying to move students for us to sit and we're the visiting team. It was crazy. Like it, it, was, it was so loud in there. It was sold out on both sides. Wow. And uh, it was just – it was like a – like I said, it was, it was, it was eye-opening. It was dope. Yeah, for sure. And, like, as far as, like, playing-wise, like, actually getting some, uh, you know, playtime and experience on the court, what was, like, the transition from CCRI uh, college basketball now at Virginia State? Uh, physicality um yeah at ccri uh at juco it was more of slow it down uh half court set um at that level at division two it was very fast paced it was quick hitters like advance the ball up the court quick shot and get back on defense a lot more pressure uh full court man to man uh you, you really gotta knuckle down on defense because if you don't yeah. defend then you can't really play so and my coach was big on that at virginia state like if you don't defend you're not getting in the game. So one way or another, you got to figure out how to stop somebody. So, Yeah, with those experiences, man, it's just – for me, it's kind of cool because obviously I, I played in high school. Like, I didn't get to have the chance to play uh, collegiate basketball, but to, like, watch – like, you now at Dartmouth and, like, watch, like, uh, all the other guys. Like, I watched, like, the Rick guys and stuff. It's like you never really know, like, uh, what experiences they had before. You know what I mean? Like, you just see them all, like, they're the visiting team. These guys, you know, you know, like, without me sitting down talking to you, like, I wouldn't know all the experiences you have. So it's it's so cool to, like, you know, pick your brain and, like, see, like, what you've been through, like, to get to where you're at now. So, like, that kind of brings me um, to, like, my next, like, couple questions about, like, Dartmouth. So how did you decide after that first year of Virginia State that you wanted to uh, play? So it's your graduate, your senior year and your graduate year at uh, at Dartmouth. Yeah. Yeah, so when I knew that I wasn't going to be returning to Virginia State, um, I talked to a few Division threes around that area in, in Virginia because I honestly wanted to stay down there. Yeah. Um, but between the financial aid that they weren't giving, I was like, okay, well, maybe it's time to come home. And uh, so I decided to come home around here in the Northeast. And UMass Dartmouth always showed me love from out of high school to my prep school years, just all the way through, they were interested in me. So I talked to our head coach over here, Brian Baptiste, and he thought it would be a good, I'd be a good addition to the team. And 
little do we know I come here last year in the spring. Um, I took a fall semester off. I came here in the spring and and we got a conference championship and I got my first ring and I met a really nice group of guys that are fun and we and we go hard at each other and practice every day and I'm gonna try and repeat that this year and, and get another ring and get back to back. Yeah, no doubt, man. You guys had a very, very special team, very talented team. Um, but going back to that first year that you uh, you were there at um, Dartmouth, was it like the the first year of COVID kind of like restricting things and stuff like that? Yeah, so that was really the first season of COVID um, when, when everything started. Because before that, we all had gotten shut down at, mm -hmm. at about the March area in time. Right. So that was our first time. So we only got about, I think, 12 games in that season. And you won a championship on top of it. Right, right. Yeah. And we were the only conference in the Northeast to have a season. Everybody else outside of uh, outside of the Little East wasn't playing. So just to right. be able to have those 12 games and play was uh, definitely dope. And for me personally, coming into a new program, you know, I, I only know the head coach. I don't know the assistant coaches. I only know one teammate so far because I played with him on expressions. Uh, it was good for me to come in and get those 12 games and those practices in with these guys so I know who I'm working with who I'm playing with and what their strengths are and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. So like, how was it like with all the restrictions, like going back to that, like how were you guys able to play at such a high level that you did uh, like with all the COVID distractions going on? It was, it was, it was rough. Um, two, two teams in the conference last year couldn't play uh, two, two or three. I, I can't remember, but um, having to wear a mask and practice as, uh, on top of all the conditioning that we do um, for preseason is just rough, you know, cause it's, it's blocking your airway. I ran through about like five masks a day. Any teammate of mine will tell you I was sweating through masks like crazy. And next thing you know, you have a practice uh, on Wednesday and a game Thursday, and then the game's canceled because this team's got some of us, someone with COVID. And now we're just waiting for them to get their results back and see when, when, when we can play and reschedule this game and schedule that game. It's a, it's a toss up. And I mean, even now this season, it's still a toss up. You know, we, uh, have to schedule three games still because we had three games canceled earlier this season. So it was definitely rough last year for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you guys got like a full like season now, like under your plate, you know, you're still guys are going hard. You guys are just ranked 25. Like congratulations. Just glad to see you guys are doing great things. But um, what was I going to say? Going back to like, like kind of like uh, how it was for me, I was actually a senior in high school um, when like the things were kind of getting like rough like that. And I was still playing and like once I never played with a mask, I never conditioned with a mask on. So like it, I can only imagine like what it was like going through like hard conditioning sessions, working out, lifting weights. Like I, I just couldn't, I, for me personally, I don't know if, how easy that would be. I probably, I wouldn't even want to wear it. I don't even know how you guys did it. Like you said, sweating through five, six masks a day, like must've been, it must've been very, very tough. Yeah. I mean, going from the locker room uh, to the gym or the trainers or the weight rooms, I can't even count how many times, I forget a mask. I got to go run back and get it, you know, just walk around the whole athletic facility, having to wave high at people with the mask on. You don't even know who it really is because the mask yeah. is covering half their face. So it's definitely a, definitely an experience that I'm going to remember when hopefully this whole COVID thing passes over. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, grateful that you guys were able to get a ring and still play great basketball that year. So like that kind of brings me to like, you know, the current year right now uh, you're in your graduate year, your fifth year right now. So, um, over the course of like the long college journey, what has been like the best basketball you played between like the three schools that you were at? And um, uh, do you feel like you've played the best, like where, where do you feel like you've played the best competition so far? Like your best uh, types of experiences? Best competition, uh, definitely at Virginia State. Um, I definitely yeah. played a lot of, a, a lot of talented guys. 
I think a few guys from that conference either went up to Division One or are now overseas if they graduated. But experience-wise, uh, definitely here at, at UMass Dartmouth. Uh, even just, I definitely say in the, in the championship game last year um, against Keene State, who's a very good team in our conference. We had yep. split with them last year. Uh, we lost to them at home and we then, and then we beat them at their house um, on the road. So we were split one-to-one -one and then we come down here and we host the championship game and you never know what they're going to bring, but we brought ours and we ended up winning by a crazy amount in the championship game. And that just felt good to have my first championship under my belt because I never won one before, not in middle school, not prep school, not in Juco or high school. So to get my first championship and I had a really good game, uh, that game, that was a definitely a memorable moment to have last year. And this year I'd say um, probably against number 11 Tufts, uh, we, we played them early on in November or yeah, in November and we had a sold out crowd. Uh, I didn't play extremely well, but everyone else played well and got hit on all cylinders and we knocked off a number 11 team by 20 at home and the crowd was loud. It was just a very, very good experience to uh, see and, and play as a uh, part of as well. Yeah, for sure, man. That's awesome. Like, with all the traveling like you've done over the years, bouncing around from colleges, like what's your mindset like when you're preparing for like upcoming seasons at hand and like what are your workouts, routines like uh, to get ready for like the next season? Just get as many workouts as you can. Obviously, you don't want to, you know, go too much and go too hard and, and kill your body, but at least twice a day, yeah. whether it's in the weight room or with my trainer. I have a trainer who played uh, football at, um, at URI. He's obviously older now. He's like in his 40s, 50s, but I get up early with him and hit the football field and we do a lot of uh, cardio and stuff like that, or I'll go in the weight room myself and lift and then I'll go work out with my dad or I'll go down uh, to East Greenwich over at um, the Elite Skills Club gym in uh, West Greenwich with Corey Wright. He's kind of like my yep. basketball trainer, mentor. Um, I get in the gym with him all summer and he put me through a lot of workouts and I got to meet a few, you know, top high school guys and college guys and some overseas guys that are of uh, come through the gym and I got to work out with them. So just trying to grind as much as you can, but still enjoy summertime, obviously, because that's really a time off because once you come to school, it's preseason and season and postseason, and then you're back to the grind in the summer, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely a tackle with all those uh, workouts, uh, the mindset you have to have to keep doing it. Like, um, like with all the workouts that you said, like you do have, like, um, you know, it kind of brings me to like your like style of play. Like what's like, what's the, like your go-to way to get a bucket? Like I know you've been known, to be a hot three-point shooter, but like, what's like your, what do you feel like the easiest way for you is uh, to get a bucket? I'd probably say off the dribble. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I can spot up and shoot, um, but I definitely shoot better off the dribble. Uh, I love a screen because if I can get a switch on a big man, then, uh, you know, he's kind of done for after that. But yeah, <laughs> um, right. yeah, just, just anyway, really either attacking the basketball or shooting. I feel like, I, I feel like I have a good overall game and all around game. So it's just whatever feels natural. If I feel like he's too close, it's blow by. If, if I feel like he's too far, I'm going to just shoot it. You know, just, just get a feel for the game and just know what I have in front of me. Yeah, for sure. Like with that style of play, that mindset, uh, when you were growing up, who did you like model your game around like uh, to like develop your skills after? Honestly, I don't know. I, I really liked Vince Carter a lot. Obviously, I don't jump nearly as much as Vince Carter, but yeah. I liked watching him a lot. And I liked watching Chris Paul, too. I felt like Chris Paul just got to wherever he wanted to go on the court. He still does it now, as old as he is in, uh, in the NBA, still doing his thing on the Suns. Um, so I'd say probably Chris Paul. I loved watching him on the on the Hornets. I just felt he was just unstoppable. He, he can go wherever he wanted. He got to wherever he wanted. 
and got people open. So I'd probably say Chris Paul. Yeah, definitely some great guys to look after. Um, you know, watching your game, like a couple of games I've seen, like definitely a three point shot is like one of your like go tos and things like that. So just keep up that that great work, that great working mentality. And um, I hope you I honestly I want to see a championship run from you guys. I want to see a championship run, of course, from Rick. Um, but right now you guys are 18 and two. I think that's the best uh, record right now in the Little East, uh, 10 and one in conference play. Um, yeah. Going back to one of your like previous games this season, going back to playing against uh, UMass Boston. Well, what was it like scoring your thousand points? Like, how did you feel uh, after you found out it was your thousand? That was a uh, that was dope. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, most college kids try to get to, and not many do. So to be able to get that achievement was obviously dope, and to get out the final line was kind of better because you get to just t t like take it all in for a second and see. Okay, like I'm about to hit my thousand point. Like obviously, don't screw up at the foul line. And uh, playing against UMass Boston, their two guards, Charlie and Charles Mitchell, yep. those are my guys. I, I played on expressions with them for like two years, so it was cool to play against them and uh, and just get it at home too. Even though there was no crowd, which you know stinks, uh, it was just great to be able to get that award and obviously come out with the win too. You know, so yeah, dope. for sure, that must be like a surreal feeling for you now that your name's gonna be. And in the rafters at UMass Dartmouth, that's definitely a, an eye-opening experience. Definitely, like, very um, very cool. Just very, like, you know, like I said, eye-opening to you with all the experiences that you've had so far. Um, but as far as, like, the rest of the season goes, after looking at, like, the records you guys have, there's always room for improvement. Um, but, like, so far, you guys have been having a tremendous season. So um, just going forward, how do you feel like you guys can keep this momentum going uh, in order to win another championship? Um, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, we uh... – I think I think our turn our our turnaround point was when we beat the number 15 team in the country. We played uh, Wesleyan at mm -hmm. home, and uh, just getting that win with no crowd, you know, no one really to back you up, just our 12 strong guys. We just won that game on our own, just playing hard. I think that just boosted our confidence. And then we got hit with COVID, and five of our guys went out, and we only had seven guys. And we had a tough week coming up. We had three games in one week. And we, and we won out that week 3-0 with seven guys. It's just like, okay, like, we we can really do this thing if we really just all, like, lock in and just, you know, just, just really buckle down. So from there on, we just kept winning and we just kept going. And on any given night, any one of us can get going, man. Like, it's it's very, very rare if if all of us are just not hitting or just not giving it our all. So, you know, we got, I think, five games left, two weeks just got to really knuckle down and practice and really focus on the things that we haven't worked on well um, and really key in on those in practice to make sure that we handle that in, in the game and just keep doing what, what we're doing. And that's just play tough all 40 minutes for as best as we can to just play UMass Dartmouth basketball. And I think everything will take care of itself after that. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, you guys have all the pieces together. You guys have a tremendous team. Um, I haven't really kept up with a lot of the players on your team, but I know uh, Jackson Zankin, I, I played with him in high school. He played for Cumberland. Uh, in Rhode Island, he was a so he's a year older than me. So he actually he scored his a thousandth point uh, against us um, his junior season. So you know, no, knowing him, seeing how well he's been playing and how well you guys have been playing as a whole, um, you know, there's no doubt that you guys are gonna make that championship run. I hope you guys can continue that momentum. But like looking forward uh, to your schedule, you guys play at home tomorrow, right? Yeah, we host uh, Keene State tomorrow. Definitely the biggest game of the year. Yeah. Um, we only have one conference loss and. They only have two. So, you know, if we if we were to lose that now we're tied and now there's a discussion of who hosts the tournament for playoffs. So we're trying to come in tomorrow and beat up on them and not even give that uh, discussion a chance to come up. So we're just trying to come in here and take care of business, 
having a home crowd now, having our fans back. You know, we love our fans. And it's our first game as a ranked team. You know, not that that really means yeah. anything. But, you know, it's still something to talk about and do. And we just got to take care of business. It's just one game, one practice at a time. Yeah, of course. And being ranked, you should feel accomplished. And like I said, just keep up that momentum. But I was actually trying to catch uh, that game tomorrow. But, like, I broadcast the games at Rick, so I actually can't make it. But your next home game um, is Sunday. So I definitely want to come out. I definitely want to come out and uh, support you guys. Um, but to kind of wrap up, uh, you know, everything that we talked about, like with your playing career and stuff like that, I also saw on your Instagram that you like kind of you have like your own kind of like training program for like the younger generation. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. So uh, an old teammate of mine in high school, Malik Tavares, uh, he was a senior when I was a junior. He started it. It's called Locked In Basketball Training. Uh, he asked me to hop on board and just run with it. And we've ran with it for a year and a half now. And we're just trying to expand. We're mostly out of uh, East Providence. And sometimes we work with Corey Wright over there in East Greenwich, uh, West Greenwich to be exact. Um, yeah, that's basically just our, our business. And we just try to take care of as many kids as we can and just give back to the youth what we didn't have, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, obviously you want to extend this basketball career as much as you can, like after college, maybe play overseas, try to get, you know, some more professional opportunities. But where do you see yourself after, uh, you know, after playing with Dartmouth? Do you see yourself maybe doing this, like training the youth and uh, getting them ready for, like, uh, things that you were uh, grateful for, like opportunities and uh, yeah. things of that sort? Yeah, I definitely want to see if I can go overseas and play pro. Obviously, you know, that's, mm -hmm. a, that's obviously a big accomplishment to be able to do it if that's possible. But if not, I definitely want to keep going with this locked-in basketball training thing and just stay around the sport as long as I can, however that may be, whether it's coaching or – Whatever the case may be, as long as I'm around the the, the game of basketball, that's that's all I care about. Because I've been around since I was four, so if I can stay around it for a little longer, however that may be, you just got to do it. You know? Yeah, for sure, man. That's what everyone yeah. always tells me. Keep your head down, keep grinding, and it's gonna whatever you whatever your dreams are, whatever you aspire to do, that's gonna happen. Just keep grinding. Um, but that's like all the questions I got for you today, uh, JC. I appreciate uh, you taking the time. You know, means a lot to me just starting to get this podcast off the ground. Just grateful to be able to talk to guys like you. And um, one thing I want to say before I wrap it up is what did you think uh, Cam's Corner and who might you want to see uh, another big name as uh, my next featured guest? Yeah, well, first off, man, thank you for having me, man. Don't no forget you. I had a really good time. Um, I thought the interview was great. I love your setup, man, and the little flag in the back, you know, the yeah. whole banner. <laughs> I think it's dope, Appreciate man. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, honestly, uh, and it, it's not even to be biased, probably our our captain and, and my teammate, Jake Ashworth, man, he's a great dude. He's a dope dude to interview. He's got so many stories and he's obviously experienced a lot more here, you know, staying at one program for four years. Um, but maybe Coach Swider too, you know, that's my guy. That's definitely my dude. Um, he's a great guy as well. And obviously a great basketball player, great shooter. So if you can get one of those two guys on here, that would definitely be a dope interview. And I'd have to come watch that for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. I got to keep trying to reach out to these guys, uh, you know, trying to do my thing. But um, like I said to you, just keep grinding, man. I want I want to see big things from you uh, the rest of the season. And as far as, you know, like professionally, like I wish, wish you the best, man. And I uh, hope to see you soon at uh, Dartmouth. And again, appreciate the time, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hope to see you at a home game soon. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely. <laughs>